This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, January 7th, and let's talk about the weather. And there is a lot of weather to talk about. The key feature has been a very strong warm front that stagnated over our region for about 36 hours, and it is only now being displaced by a strong cold front. Over and to the south of this warm front, there's been a strong current of moist, warm air, which we often call an atmospheric river, and this feature has slowly moved into, into the region, and then it stagnated. We started with cold air resident over the northwest, and that cold air was rapidly displaced in the west by the warm front, with precipitation turning to rain, and we're talking about heavy rain. The only exception in the west was around Bellingham and northwest Washington, where cool air pushing out of the Fraser River Valley from the interior of British Columbia kept the snow and then freezing rain in place. Rain totals from this warm front over southwest Washington have been enormous, up to 10 inches in 36 hours, breaking several daily precipitation records and pushing several rivers like the Chehalis to flood stage. Melting snow also contributed some water to the rivers. But eastern Washington was a different story. The air was much colder there, and the mountains surrounding the Columbia Basin helped protect the dense, cool air at low levels. With low pressure offshore from the front and higher pressure inland from the cold, dense air resident there, pressure differences were produced that helped push the cool air up on the eastern slopes of the Cascades and into the passes and around the crest level, helping to maintain the snow in the mountains and on the eastern slopes, even when the warm front was approaching. As the air warmed up aloft from the warm front and rain started to fall below uh, into cold air near the surface, freezing rain developed in the passes around Bellingham, and even on the eastern slopes of eastern Washington. You know, we generally don't get strong warm fronts around here, but this one was a doozy. Here in Seattle on Thursday morning, temperatures rose roughly 10 degrees within an hour as the winds switched from northerly to southerly with the front. My, by midday, Seattle was basking in 50-degree warmth. As I write this, a strong cold front is moving through with fairly intense uh, rainfall. Uh, temperatures will fall back into the lower 40s today. And behind the front, pressure increases with high pressure offshore, and winds will switch to northwesterly from the northwest along the coast, perfectly aligned with the Strait of Juan de Fuca. As a result, what we call a straight surge, a moderate straight surge of strong winds is developing and is producing strong northwesterly winds in the central and eastern part of the strait with gusts of 50 to 60 miles per hour. As the air 
behind the coal front moves around the Olympics to the north and south. Winds are starting to converge over Puget Sound, producing a moderate Puget Sound convergence zone with an associated band of precipitation east-west across the sound. And as the strong northwesterly flow behind the coal front hits the Cascades, it will continue snow showers on the western slopes. And then as it passes over the mountains, there will be strong, very strong, downslope flow from the northwest moving into eastern Washington. Now by this weekend, things will change. High pressure will build over the region, ending precipitation and ending the strong winds. We really need a break, and I think we're going to get it. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. During the past week, we have had rain, snow, freezing rain, and even some sleet. What meteorological conditions produce each of these? It is a bit more complicated than you might think. As you can imagine, temperature is the key to deciding what kind of precipitation we get, and differing temperature structures with height produces various types of precipitation to surface. Believe it or not, nearly all the precipitation we experience here in the Northwest, even during the summer, starts out as snow, since the clouds above us have large areas below freezing all year long. So even during the summer, most of the showers, most of the rain showers we get start as snow crystals aloft that melt as they fall into the warmer air near the surface. To get rain, snow crystals need to fall through at least a thousand feet of freeze of above freezing air. The elevation at which all snow melts is paradoxically called the snow level. The elevation at which air falls to freezing, that's called the freezing or melting level. So we have snow coming down, you get to the freezing or melting level, the temperature gets above freezing, it takes about a thousand feet for it to melt. And that level, 1,000 feet below the, the, uh, the freezing or melting level, is called the snow level. Now, if the entire atmosphere is below freezing, we get snow at the surface. And we also get snow, melting snow, if the freezing level is within 1,000 feet of the surface, something that happened last week. But what about freezing rain? Sometimes an intermediate level of the atmosphere warms up above freezing, perhaps because of an approaching warm front or a Pacific storm system coming in. Snow aloft falls into this warm mid-level layer above freezing and melts into rain. But cold air, below freezing air, is still near the surface. So what happens is this rain then, fall, then falls into this below freezing layer, but doesn't immediately turn to ice. Water can actually become supercooled. Yes, liquid water can exist below freezing. It's amazing, but true. So we start off as snow, is a warm layer, it melts into rain, then it falls into a cold layer below freezing, the water supercools. And when this supercooled rain hits, hits a cold surface, 
it immediately freezes. That is freezing rain. Now, places where cold air tends to be protected, such as the Columbia Basin ringed by mountains, the Columbia Gorge where cold air can move through the Columbia Gorge from eastern Washington, and near Bellingham, downstream the Fraser River Valley, these areas where you tend to get cold air that can hold in are particularly prone to freezing rain, and we've seen that this week. Finally, if the cold air near the surface is quite deep, the rain falling into it does eventually freeze into small droplets, and that is sleet. Now, Puget Sound, around here, around Seattle, gets mainly rain and occasionally snow, but freezing rain is really quite rare because we generally don't have this cold air holding in at low levels. Freezing rain did happen in December 1996. I remember that quite well. It closed the airport and made the roads around here impassable. In Portland, which is downstream of the Columbia Gorge, where cold air streams out at low levels, freezing rain happens quite frequently, every year or so, and they even have a name for it the silver thaw. I hope you enjoy learning about how temperature changes precipitation type. And fortunately, you won't have to worry about about any of this this weekend. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.